Hi, Stand Up Retail family. It's Edward, and we're Carrie and I are here with another quick lesson for you to be a more successful leader this year. And today's subject we're going to be that we're going to be discussing is about um, a skill that most every leader will need to master. Um, and it can be difficult. It can be hard at times. And it's one of those skills that, you know, even your most successful leaders, leaders will struggle at. Mm -hmm. um, Very true. Yeah, it's, it's really true. And it's, it's also for those of you that are new leaders or struggling leaders, um, this is also one of those uh, lessons that will help you not fall into that trap that we're going to speak on today is is about honest feedback. So with honest feedback, believe it or not, um, new leaders, you must prepare yourself to learn this lesson to grow. And um, a lot of leaders in this when they're dealing with honest feedback, it's it's really hard because as a leader, you get scrutinized, uh, you get misinterpreted. Uh, a lot of times you're misunderstood. I mean, mm -hmm. would you agree, Carrie? 100%. I think, you know, being able to communicate effectively is, everyone thinks they're an effective communicator until people yeah. do things the opposite of what you ask them to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I mean, and it's like, and there are many characteristics, you know, Carrie, like what are some of the characteristics that you should have as a uh, effective communicator? Well, if you don't want to be misunderstood, but you also don't want to be misinterpreted and um, you also don't want to be scrutinized or people like really dissecting everything yeah. you say. Oh, um, you've got to keep a lot of stuff in mind. Um, you have to be firm, but not overbearing. Um, you want to be direct, but not aggressive. You want to um, use the correct words and the right body language yeah. and the right tone of voice. Um, you want to be friendly, but not familiar. Like there's so many things to keep in mind right. that it can feel, it can feel very overwhelming to any leader, particularly new leaders um, and struggling leaders often feel like they're very effective in their communication, but don't realize that it could all like their their struggles and their lack of results and um, the challenges they have within leading their team could all actually go back to giving honest feedback yeah. with effective communication tools. So. Yeah, and you know what? I I always find it that it's you cannot you cannot talk about honest feedback and not talk about the types of communications. And mm -hmm. um, like I said, there's there's different types. There's negative or constructive, um, if we want to look at it that way, and positive feedback. But there's also when you look at those two, there's the there's the negative feedback without a direction. Oh yeah, um, you know, which <laughs> is most, good. which is very common for a new. This is one of those traps that a new leader or an existing struggling leader might find themselves falling mm -hmm. into. That they're able to, they they're able to address and give the feedback on whatever 
the constructive criticism or the negative criticism that they need to give on a behavior or an incident or something like that, but they don't give direction to it. Um, yeah. When you and then there's also um, positive. There's always the positive re, um, reinforcement, and this one comes very common when you're a leader that wants everyone to like you. And we tend to be that leader that reinforces everything. And if we just keep it positive and lightly and everything, then everything else will just go away. And it doesn't quite work that way. (laughs) No, no, it most certainly does not. Um, (laughs) I, I think, you know, that finding a way to strike a balance is really important when it comes to giving feedback in particular and like you can you can be positive and you can share positive or reinforcing observations and praise um or recognition or gratitude um, but it can't be the majority of the conversation because if it is that's the only part that the other person's going to hear you know, like if you're if you're going to give that type of feedback and you're going to pepper in some, you know, things to kind of cut the sting of whatever redirection or, um, you know, challenge that you're trying to address um, right. in terms right. of behavior or habit or words yeah. or, or whatever it is, um, then we we definitely have to balance because otherwise yeah. we run the risk of people not listening the right part of the conversation. Carrie, if you had to break down honest feedback, and what is honest feedback? Let's just, I mean, if you were to just quickly look at the definition of each word, it really tells you what it is. Um, so honest means that you're saying something that's truthful, right. um, that it's trustworthy, um, and that it's genuine. Um, so, you know, based in fact, um, you know, a lot of times at your employer, these are observations right. that you've directly made. So they are factual um, and you're not really talking about your feelings like where this is not like this is work based feedback. This isn't like right. this is how you made me feel. This right. is like right. performance feedback we're talking about. So you want it to be truthful and based in fact you want it to be trustworthy because it is truthful and you're not embellishing or making some a, something a bigger deal than it is i right, mean um, it has right. to be genuine you know it has to be something that you yourself saw observed and are sharing yeah. now the feedback part is really just the information that you've gathered um you're that you're going to be sharing with an individual or a team about the what it was and the why it needs to change yeah, um, yeah. for the better um, is the most important part of that sentence. <laughs> so like if you really put the two together, honest feedback, it's, you know, truthful, genuine information that you're sharing with an individual about something that they did or said or a habit they have right. that's getting them a result or um something that is negative um, that needs to improve and it's you sharing that information to affect a positive change yeah exactly and that's i mean perfectly well said and you know like for me one of the things that i know that as a new leader uh when i was 
going into this, you know, this was always looked at as being uncomfortable. I always felt, I remember that feeling in the beginning that I, this, I don't, I really don't want to do this <laughs> because I don't know how this is going to turn out or I'm not for sure. And a lot of that was because I was a new manager and I didn't know how to approach it and how to go into it. I knew it was something that I needed to manage, but yeah. I didn't know what it, what I was walking into to your to a key point that you always talk about, Carrie, is that it, it wasn't about me. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that yeah. uncomfortable feeling came in because I was making it about me. Yeah. It, it, I'm for, Ed, I'm sorry, but it, it those conversations are not about you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's true. But yeah. I, I think as a new leader, that's why they were so uncomfortable is that they're not for that, that I always felt that way. But, you know, if you're a new leader out there, there's going to be a poll in the comment below on how, you know, and let us know how, as a leader, you may have struggled with honest feedback, you know. And um, hopefully by the end of this video, you will be able to effectively communicate um, with honest feedback to any individual or your team um, effectively mm -hmm. so uh what you will find is that feedback is a great way to engage your team you will yes. find that when you're doing that which is which is very important especially to a leader and um and it's it also opens up the trust trust is something that we always talk about but your team begins to trust you when it's when the conversation is very open, it's very honest, it's it's two-way. Um, it's a two-way dialogue between yep. the both of you. And that's very, very important. And um, these are, once you realize and you start to see these things, how they are, I started to look at how I would get feedback from people when I was going into situations, I started to reflect on those. And I, I realized that some of my biggest moments in my career were the ones where I had conversations with people that were very open and honest. They, mm -hmm. you know, it may have been a deep conversation about something that I needed to get better at, but I didn't leave their feeling defeated. You yeah. know what I mean? And I found myself even more so going back on my own, soliciting the information that I wanted to be, because I wanted more feedback. And I felt comfortable enough because I knew if I win, I wasn't going to get beat down. Yeah, which is which is why we, you know, we like to teach these lessons because a lot of these things for me and Carrie, they came a little bit later than they probably could have. But these were things that we probably later on learned deep down in our career through trial and error. And, yeah. you know, for me, a lot of experience, yeah, a lot of experience, you know, and, you know, for me, everyone knows my story in retail, you know, mm -hmm. it was all about me. And I I really was, as we said earlier, I really was a manager and not a leader. And it was all about the checklist. You know, you didn't do this, go fix it. And to me, that was effective. Yeah. <laughs> but for 
a leader that's leading a team or leading people, it's not that effective because it doesn't lead to a result. It's just yeah. someone getting something done that didn't get finished on a, on a checklist. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, one of the, I will tell you for me, discovering the art, have you, if, you know, if, if I will, of actually having a meaningful conversation with someone, mm -hmm. when I discovered that it, it was it felt really good and it made things very comfortable for me because yeah my very very first one that i had was not it was it was a conversation to redirect someone but it was a conversation with someone that i was comfortable with it was someone that i was invested in it was someone that yeah i would i, I you could call safe yeah. um and i remember that conversation being so collaborative between mm -hmm. the both of us even though it was to redirect and to correct a behavior but i remember us both leaving so invested in that conversation like yeah. even she even went on and went out on the floor and talked about how great this conversation was with her peers and it kind of a light bulb went off in my head and i just remember when i had that conversation that that anxiety and that uncomfortable place of knowing that i have to have this conversation with this person wasn't there at all yeah and i'm like this this is something like this has to be something and so it went on to another when it went on to another situation where i had to have it with a really difficult employee that worked under me that i necessarily wasn't that invested and really didn't think that they were that invested in being on the team but i still had to have I still needed to have these conversations. And I remember just, you know what? I'm just gonna be honest about it. I'm just gonna lay it out on the line. I'm gonna make it just like the conversation I had before with my other employee and just get through it. And I honestly was looking at it like, I'm just gonna get through it, do it, pass the day. And, and, but I'm just gonna frame it the same way I framed that so that we're both comfortable. And I have the conversation and it was the same exact reaction. I wasn't anxious. I wasn't, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't mm. scared. The conversation went on. The conversation was good for both of us. It was collaborative between both of us, even though this was someone that I really wasn't that invested in. And the same result happened. I started to see a change gradually, but I started to see a change in the behavior. And I started to realize that, oh, so this is how it's done. Yeah, that <laughs> light bulb I mean? moment feels really, really yeah. good. You and know, nobody taught you how to do that though. Yeah. No one taught me that. It was all yeah. trial and error. And that's why, you know, it's key that like me and Carrie are having these discussions for a new leader or a struggling leader that no one has necessarily not told you, and you may still be in that checklist mode yeah. where you're just directing people. But, you know, this is why we do what we do 
because we, a lot of these things we discovered on our own and we perfected and practiced and continued to practice throughout our careers. Um, but I think the, the key is, is if you're a new leader and you have that worry, or if you are a struggling leader and these conversations are still difficult for you, it's probably why you're struggling to see the results that you want from your team. Um, and getting better at giving honest feedback and it's, um, an indispensable skill. Um, it really truly is. And one that if you master it or you get good at it, you don't, nobody ever truly masters it, but I think, you know, if you get good at it early, you will enjoy success earlier in your career. Um, and you will get rid of that worry. You will get rid of that anxiety. Um, but like Ed said, he had to find a way that worked for him, um, because nobody showed him. So we're going to show you the method today, um, that helped Ed have his breakthrough, um, and hopefully help you guys out there watching and listening, get real comfortable doing this, um, to get your success where it needs to be. Okay, Carrie. So we've talked about what honest feedback is. So now let's discuss why it's important for a struggling leader. Um, to practice to know this and to master it um you know there there are several reasons why um and a few of them is it it drives results it's you know it's good for team engagement um it's probably one of the most key one is that it the the team starts to trust you um, or individuals on your team. And there's there's so many other reasons why um, that that it's important that you know why you have to use these these skills and be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think ultimately those three points that you touched on mm-hmm. are all can be achieved without good communication. Yeah. And without good, honest feedback. I think the key for a new leader and particularly a struggling leader is without the ability to give honest feedback the right way and get change and results and trust um, and engagement the right way, you run the risk of accepting poor results longer than you need to. So, you know, you settle. You find yourself settling a lot and settling for mediocre results longer because you avoid this type of honest two-way feedback conversation. Um, You actually do create disengaged teams that lack trust um, because you're not not addressing it, um, the elephant in the room consistently. Right. Like Ed's example is a really great example of why it's important because you you showed that if you use the same method yep. with someone who you consider to be an easygoing employee that you already have a really well-established trusting relationship with at work, but you also use that same formula with someone who is a challenging employee or where um, a situation is extremely difficult and possibly volatile or or um, just very challenging. Right. If you use the same mentality and the same type of system, 
you you are consistent and that builds a team that trusts and engages with you differently because you're addressing the issue you're not accepting mediocre results from the person that you think is hard to have a conversation with but you're constantly giving feedback to somebody who who's easy um and it, so it removes the bias which we've yeah. talked about before yeah. so you know you're never going to get to your potential and you're never going to help your team get to their potential if you don't practice this because you will get results the right way you will engage your team the right way you will get them to trust you um quicker um so those are reasons why i think leaders you know of all shapes and sizes and tenure should practice it a lot (laughs) and like you said it's a constant practice it's something that you're going to constantly practice at Mm -hmm. you're going to constantly you know, pick and get better at, and some things are gonna work and some things aren't gonna work and you're gonna be able to adjust, but it gives you a roadmap on how you can actually do them. So speaking of getting into it, let's just jump into it. Like, how do you prepare yourself um, to give honest feedback? Well, it's much easier than you probably think. And I actually have put together six steps. And I know six steps sounds like a lot, but um, once you break it down and you understand them, they're probably more of mindsets than Mm. they are necessarily written out step one, step two, step three. Um, so think of so them things as, to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. these are things to keep in mind when you're going into having a honest, when you're going to deliver honest feedback to someone on your team or to an entire team. Yeah. Very first important thing is that you must always be objective. I cannot tell you how many times, especially as a new manager, you find yourself walking into situations with your emotions on your sleeve. And when you do that, the feedback is not genuine and it causes both parties to put up defenses and you both become very defensive. Mm -hmm. Um, And you never really, you never really address the actual reason that you're there for the feedback. So that's, it's very important that we keep that in mind. So try to view the situation from all angles. And this is also probably that part where that soft skill of empathy is the most important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Number two is going to be be behavioral focus. So focus on the behavior and yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. a real big one is that mm-hmm. a lot of times we go into me. It's like me when I go into those, com- when I was going into those conversations and I was learning, I would look at, oh my God, so this is gonna be a really tough conversation because I'm having it with blah, 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 blah. But I wasn't focusing on the behavior. Yeah. Yeah, if the behavior is unacceptable or the habit is wrong or the process is ineffective, like those are factual, objective, observable things. Right. And when you focus on that and you remove the actual um, personality yeah. uh, from your preparation. It really helps yeah. you keep the focus of the conversation about what happened yeah. and what yeah. might need to change and how you're both going to help that happen. Yeah. And, and remember, this is also the part where you want to remember that the 
the reason for you being honest is to bring out the change and yes. not to inflict wound on someone you know it's yes. it's it's the it's this is that part where it's really 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 easy for someone to offend someone if you're not focusing on the behavior and you know someone an individual can feel targeted and things mm -hmm. like that so it's yes. really key that you stay focused on the behavior and not the person and also make sure you are consistent consistent if Yes. I mean, just within this behavior, th this reminder, if you're addressing a behavior with an individual cool. and they need to change it, if other people are exhibiting the same poor behavior or habit or process or using the same inappropriate language, you need to make sure you are consistent in addressing it. Like you said, Ed, you have to remove that bias and, and make yep. people understand that it is the observed thing, exactly. behavior, habit, process, words, whatever, um, that is unacceptable and needs to change. It is not the person. Um, yeah. And if you're addressing it consistently across your entire team or organization, then, then you know, it's accepted. That feedback is much more readily accepted right. because they also see you holding that true for other people who do the same thing. Right, right. Carrie, you want to take us to the third one? Though, where, oh, because it's yes. about balance. <laughs> the third one is balance the negative and the positive. All right. So I'm going to tell you a little story about balancing <laughs> the negative and the positive. I worked for a company and a leader once who called it an Oreo. <laughs> and um, it, it sounds kind of silly, but basically it was the philosophy was, you know, you give them something that they do that's outstanding and you're you sandwich in between two outstanding behaviors they have yeah. what needs to change or be redirected so that's why it's o r e o outstanding <laughs> redirect outstanding um i personally um thought it was cute at the time, but it became something where it's like, oh, you're, you're going to give me a cookie. Um, you're giving me a cookie, aren't you? And like, you know, it became kind of a bit of a joke, but I think there's some merit to just dissecting that because I honestly don't know if the majority of your conversation should be about the positive. Right. Because it's human nature to just focus in on what the person spends the most time talking about. Yep. So as close as you can get to 50-50, it probably should be 49% positive reinforcement and recognition of behaviors that are great, that could help them correct the behavior that is a challenge. Right. The closer you can get to that being 50-50, um, the the better i would say yeah. only because you you do not want that person to leave the conversation really feeling down because you spent the majority of the time telling talking to them about what's wrong right but at the same time they also don't say well you know she said i'm so great at doing like x y and z and then at the very end she said but i also show up to work late right. every day i need to change that but she only said that like in the, at the last at the last, last sentence, yeah. you know, so 
you know, it's human nature for them to say, oh, you know, this really was about giving me recognition. And I, yeah, if I can get to work on time, that'd be great. Yes. So the balance is really important um, because important. you really want that person to leave the conversation, understanding what needs to change right. and how what they do well can help them bring about that change right. the right way. Right. So. It, and that's so true because number four is provide suggestions. And this is where you focus on the team's strengths. And, you know, to, so you want to chase the negative with positive feed forward. So look at it that way is that you're planning for a result, but you, you need to stay focused on the behavior. And like you said, you don't want to give too much positive and you don't want to give too much negative. Yeah. You don't want the person yeah. to feel defeated, but you also don't want the person to leave not knowing what it is that they need to fix. Yeah. So taking their strengths, taking the strengths that they have to focus on what it is that they need to correct is a good way to balance mm -hmm. those two because you're taking something that they're good at and you're not necessarily recognizing them for it, but you're showing them how they could use this to yeah, fix yeah. this. And yeah. it keeps the behavior the, the center of the conversation. Yes. You know yeah. I mean? And number five is talk to them, not at them. This is where a new leader, a new leader or a leader that's struggling to get further falls into this trap because they they find themselves platforming um, mm -hmm. when they're giving feedback yeah. and it falls yeah. into that I'm your boss this is what I need you to do kind of things and you end up talking at them about the behavior or you end up talking to them about how they need to fix it and what you need them to do but you don't give the solutions. You don't mastermind a plan collectively on how to fix. And this takes us back to the, it's not about you, it's about them. And, and you know what? I think a really quick way to also help you avoid falling into this tell, yeah. not teach, trap exactly. of talking exactly at somebody and yeah. like platforming and like saying i'm your boss you do this because i'm your boss um is making sure this conversation or the feedback involves questions yeah um because you want it to be two-way because when it's two-way you're talking with someone about how right. it can change you're not telling someone it has to change right. so asking other people's opinion um, you know, what do you think you could have done differently? Or, um, you know, have you observed other people who are successful at this? What do they do that you think might work for you? Like, there's so many different ways that um, you can layer questions into this type yeah. of a conversation because feedback, even if you're addressing something extremely serious or a policy yeah. violation, people need to understand the why and the why is not something that you just tell right you know right. the why is something you teach and teaching comes from leading that person to the answer on their own yeah. um instead of just telling them what the answer is yeah so, so true. and 
number six, probably one of the most important ones is know the right time and the place to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, This is very important for any new leader, any struggling leader, any established leader, to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, the best leaders, they know when to speak and when to shut up. Um, you know and there's there you know that there's always a time and the place for when that conversation needs to happen especially if you want to keep it honest and you want to keep it collaborative um and i think it's very important that you remember that there's always a time and a place and give them the ownership say to them that we need to talk about this but you let me know when what what is good for you when is good for you so it's all about knowing the right time and the place to speak you know what i mean yeah yeah i agree it's it's it has more of an impact on the effectiveness of the conversation than i think a lot of new leaders um and struggling leaders yeah realize Right now, this is not to say that you should be avoiding this or not following back up, but giving up a little bit of the control of when the conversation happens. Like if if you ask the question that Ed offered, which I think is a great question, I I would make two suggestions. I would say, do you want to talk about this in a few hours or do you want to talk about this tomorrow morning? Because you 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 also want that person to understand that it needs to be talked about. Um, and then you need to follow up on it because if that, if that employee says, you know what, I, 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 I know we need to talk about this. I just really like to talk about it tomorrow morning when I'm fresh. Right. Um, if that date is made and you don't show up to that date and you're not prepared to have the conversation, um, you will lose that employee's trust real quick. Um, and all of a sudden your feedback is no longer truthful or genuine or or real right. um, in their eyes because they, they let you down. Da- you let yeah. them down. Yeah, so. exactly. And they don't see that then it doesn't become honest to them. They yeah. just feel like it it goes back to the okay, now you can't do it, but now you you couldn't do it when we agreed upon the time, but now you want to do it. Now it's just, oh, you just remembered and now you want to check it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so so yeah. I, I agree. That one is particularly important, I think, for new and struggling yeah. leaders who are in reaction mode. You can't expect to go in and just react and give honest feedback yeah. and have it be effective. Sometimes it is, and a lot of times that's lucky. to be honest um but like you need you need to know the right time in the right place and um sometimes that means you give up a little bit of that power and you ask when it's good for the other person Mm -hmm. because maybe maybe the conversation will be better if they come in prepared and already able to say i know this was wrong because or i know why we're having this conversation and this is something that I, I think I'm going to try to do differently. And that's a lot more productive than somebody just sitting across from you feeling beaten down. Like yeah, that's exactly. that's not a leader. That's that's a bad manager. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not even a good manager, a bad manager. Yep. So and just like that, you can too master the art of, of honest feedback. To recap our topic today, 
Um, there are many tools out there. I'm sure that a lot of you will find within your organizations. I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, CBT computer-based training programs that, you know, your organi organization will have referring to honest feedback and how to give feedback. Mm -hmm. um, and that's fine. Those can be useful tools. Um, however you decide to practice, we just want you to keep in mind a few things that practice makes perfect. Uh, you won't get, you won't it. get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you won't get it right every time, but trust Don't us, be afraid of giving don't it. Don't be afraid. Don't yeah. be afraid of it. Um, remember to be authentic. Yeah. Um, but also it's very important, even though you're the one giving the feedback, it's also important that you be a good listener. Um, this is where trust resides. Um, so Very make true. sure that you're a good listener and always go in and start from a good place. So always go in looking to address whatever the issue or the behavior or whatever incident that you're addressing, but also go in in a good place and addressing it and looking for a way to make things better. You know, yeah. I, mean? I think you know, for new leaders um, or a struggling leader, especially people who find that they are reacting a lot, um, which if they're finding that they're reacting a lot, chances are you are uncomfortable right. Um, right. having these types of conversations. They are not easy conversations. And we are not saying that they are. Um, what we're saying is by keeping those six little frames of mind yeah. um, at the forefront of your preparation before you go in. Um, it allows you to be consistent and it's going to minimize a lot of the tension that you yeah. have as a leader going into these conversations. Um, it will uh, also minimize the perceived bias um, that might happen if you only address things with quote unquote bad employees, but you yeah. let good employees get away with similar behaviors or or policy violations um so it these six quick little tips really do help you build trust with your team engage your team differently and show a consistency that a lot of leaders who are new and who are struggling because they themselves are getting feedback that right. they need to change um this helps minimize a lot of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think really is a helpful lesson, Ed. I love the six, the six little top of mind um, tips are great. So that's our lesson today. Thank you for watching all the Ooh, way good through. Good one. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. Uh, give us a like and hit us up in the comments to let us know how you like to, pre to prepare and give honest feedback. Until next time, see you then. Bye, guys. Bye.